he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Well, and that was another amazing episode of The Golden Bachelor. I'm obsessed with this show already. It's only been two episodes and I'm like, this is the best ever. It's so wholesome. Why did I cry like four times? I know, I know. I saw some friends like during this past week and so many friends of mine that either one used to watch The Bachelor and then kind of like fell off the wagon are like so excited to get back on the wagon or friends of mine that never have watched a snippet of reality TV in their lives were coming up to me being like, wait, do I need to watch this? Is this the best show ever? And I, I just love the hype that is around this show. It's so, it's really like saving the nation and bringing the nation together. It really is. And so we're back to <laughs> recap episode yes. two of this glorious show. I liked episode two better than episode one. I feel mm -hmm. like we're getting to know people so much more. Yeah. And it looks like in episode three and and yonder. And beyond, yeah. <laughs> it's going to start getting a little more dramatic. I know. And I just, I did think it was really sweet that like, even, this is only the second rose ceremony and Gary's like, legitimately crying, sending these women home. So I just can't even imagine as the weeks go on and he gets to know people more. What's gonna happen when he sends home his like runner up? Are we kidding? Like this man was crying over like three women who were barely like involved with him. I know. He was saying, I love you to Natasha and I'm, as he's sending her home. And I'm like, oh, rip my heart out, why don't you? Well, let's get into everything. I know that when I was watching the episode tonight, I was playing um, my Goss app on my phone. I am so obsessed with this app because, like, I'm watching, but I need something to do while I'm watching. Totally. It's, like, kind of, like, taking the place of live tweeting, mm -hmm. essentially. It's just something else to do that keeps your focus on the show, but it's fun. Yes, and basically what it is, is it's an app for all reality TV and pop culture lovers. It's basically like sports betting, but for reality TV and pop culture, which I love, because I feel like I always kind of feel left out when I see my brother or other people like betting on their favorite sports teams and stuff, but now you can make bets on like what's going to happen to Gary throughout the course of the show. <laughs> and it's really fucking fun to be involved in it. It's completely free to play, and you can win prizes from popular beauty brands just by making correct predictions. And the brands that you can win from are Charlotte Tilbury, Fancy Beauty, Paula's Choice, Rare Beauty, and lots more. So there's so much incentive to keep playing and try to get the right answers. Totally. And even if you're not like a betting person, they also have really fun polls. And if you just participate in the poll, you get like some points and then those points eventually add up and you can also cash them in for prizes. So like one of the ones that they had said was they showed Susan and they're like, is this Kris Jenner's long lost twin? And the choices were, I don't see it or yes. And obviously I had to click yes, because I believe yes, she it is, is. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with her. But so it's like even little things like that, like you don't even have to necessarily like be putting a bet on something or really like predicting something. You can just kind of like play the polls because it's fun to play. And yeah, and you still get points for those as well. And now let's dive into some specifics of what actually happened in episode two. Yes. Let's see. Okay, wait. So we start off, the women move into the mansion, and we finally get a look at the rooms slash bed situation, which we don't normally get that much of a look. I mean, I think we've seen like a bedroom here and there, but we don't typically see all the girls like move in and actually choose beds. And we find out that they don't have drawers. Like, is this prison? They like, have to literally yeah. live out of their suitcases. <laughs> I feel like I kind of knew that just in the sense that like, I feel like whenever they do show the rooms, like they're always so messy and everyone just like has their suitcases sprawled on the floor. So that doesn't surprise me. I think what was more shocking is like, 
the f- I guess like what did I expect? I didn't expect them to like redo the whole mansion just for this show. But it's like you're expecting 60 and 70 year old women to climb up to the top bunk like someone's going to break a hip. Right. And like, could we have gotten them like a Tempur-Pedic mattress instead? No, or totally. That would more like better. Easy on the back and the limbs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, These girls, mm -hmm. like these ladies, shouldn't be climbing up to a bunk bed. At one point, Gary was talking to one of the women on On the bunk bunk bed. I know. I thought that was cute. (laughs) Okay, so Teresa gets the one-on-one date. And in case you guys don't remember, she's the one who showed up in her birthday suit in the last episode. So she had just had a birthday. I think Teresa's going to win, calling it right now. You put your money on Teresa last episode, too. Yeah, and I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down. And if I was a betting woman, which I am because I play goss while I watch this show, Teresa, Teresa, (laughs) Teresa. Wow. I don't know. I mean, she's she's in my top four for sure, but I actually have other frontrunners in my top four, too. My, my top four has evolved. Oh, okay. I would love to hear more about that as well. I just feel like with Teresa, I really think they connected on the fact that they have both lost a spouse. And I know that's not unique to just Teresa. A lot of women have had that experience as well. But I also think the fact that like she's getting the first one-on-one is very telling because then it leaves more room for later down the line. Now she can get a second one-on-one and not everyone's mm-hmm. going to have that same opportunity. And I don't know. I just kind of see it with them. I think they're really cute together. So you heard it here first. And I'm not spoiled or anything, guys. This is just Pure gut. I also think it's telling because last episode, she got a good amount of Mm -hmm. time with him. They had a kiss. They connected episode one. And it's typical that maybe in episode two, he would pull someone that he didn't necessarily get a lot of time with or screen time with. So the fact that he pulled her even after kissing her night one and getting that extra time with her, I think proves that he clearly really likes her. Really likes her. I agree. Um, what did you think of, like, the part where poor Gary is, like, driving down the freeway through the Malibu mountains without headlights? But, like, why? But, al- but why? also literally why? Because, like, this man is being filmed. You would think if it was really that dangerous of a situation, someone on the camera crew would be like, hey, can we, like, get the- someone to fix the headlights for Gary? What is that really what the issue was? Like, the headlights didn't work? Well, and they, they were, were just like, like blinking, kind of. Like, they weren't, yeah, they weren't, like... And Gary's like, I've never driven on this road before and I can't see. And then Teresa put her hand on his shoulder and it meant everything. And she saved it. She made the headlights go on, you know? Well, what I thought is like, this is the Golden Bachelor. They obviously can't go bungee jumping. Maybe this is their version of, of like a dangerous day. Danger. Yeah. Adrenaline's getting pumped right. on the freeway. I'm just confused why they couldn't just like fix the freaking light. Like ABC, do you not have budget for a new headlight? Also, it's like the fact that they were both blinking. I'm like, do you think maybe they just like made them broken like that on purpose to fuck with Gary? Like maybe they just turned the hazards on. (laughs) But then like we couldn't really even see Gary either. It was so dark. I know. For like filming purposes. This was just a bizarre choice. I know. Like how about say, hey, Gary, this car doesn't work. We're going to drive you and Teresa to the date and we're just going to cut to the diner. Like, did we need to see this man driving in the dark? Well, that's why I think maybe it was like a planned issue and they're just trying to like freak him out, which it worked because he was very nervous and I was very nervous for him. It's a very dark road. That's what I'm saying. Dangerous date. They need to get like, what is it? Like trauma bonding. They have to bond together over like a, like a dangerous situation Mm -hmm. and they get through it. I loved that, uh, Kris Jenner, AKA Susan or Susan, AKA Kris Jenner 
did Teresa's hair. It was so sweet. Before the date. It's like Kris Jenner is Kris Jennering in mm-hmm. this house. Like she fills the the motherly role. Yes. Even in the Bachelor Mansion. She sings Teresa off being like, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Dude, I don't think Susan's going to win. But I need that woman to stay on my screen as long as possible. She is just, I love, love her. I know. And I was thinking about this like as we get to know these women more and we really get attached to them. Do you think in a couple seasons they would do Golden Paradise so that we can see more of Susan on our screen? Because I kind of need that to happen. Please. I think, yeah. I mean, ABC knows what they're doing. If they see that the public has responded this positively to the show, Mm -hmm. they would be stupid. To not well capitalize on it. They are but we know they are stupid. stupid. <laughs> so there is that. But yeah, I thought that was such a sweet moment. And it's just so nice to like, I think that was like a really refreshing thing to see. And then also at one point, Teresa had said, like, you know, I really want things to go well, but I'm not gonna force it. And I thought that was like also like really refreshing to hear. I don't know. I just feel like these women are approaching this in just such a nice, beautiful, sweet, supportive, mature way. And it's just so refreshing. I love it. I would want to keep Susan in the house as long as possible because I would want her to do my hair. I know. She's very important. So Gary takes Teresa after they drive blindly in the dark. Mm -hmm. They go to, like, a diner. They share a milkshake. They're having, like, really great conversation. And this is when we learn that Teresa is also a widow. And they bond over that experience. Mm -hmm. Then moments later, we realize that everyone around them is a paid actor. (laughs) And they turn into a flash mob. Do you remember flash mobs, like, peak 2010? Yes, very much so. And want to hear a funny story? So, like, I... I graduated high school in 2011 and we wanted our senior prank to be a, we were going to do a flash mob, like in the hallways, like as classes were being changed. And oh my God, so you know what I mean? Like so harmless. What? I can't think of a more like innocent, wholesome, harmless prank. I guess like the teachers got word that it was going to happen or something. And they like made such a stink about it. And they're like, if anyone dances in the hallways, you're expelled. You can't walk in graduation. Like, and so then it didn't happen. For dancing? Like, out of all things you could do, that's so harmless. I know. It was so Footloose-esque. Like, we're like, just let (laughs) us dance, please. Um, (laughs) So, yes, I very much have a very strong connection to the 2010-2011 flash mob vibe. I remember, like, desperately wanting my proposal from my husband to be a flash mob. Well, because you remember flash mob proposals? I would YouTube them all the time. But then I struggled with the fact that, like, I'm... A dancer, and I would not be okay with not being in the yeah. flash mob, even though, like, I would want all the work to be done for my proposal, but like, I want to be in the front and center dancing. And I, so then I was like, I nixed that idea. I'm like, okay, don't do a flash mob <laughs> because I will be jealous that I'm not in it. But like, where would it be? Like, like you'd be like in the mall, and then all of a sudden everyone would start dancing? Could be anywhere. 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 A flash mob could happen anywhere, just not in Jackie's high school. Yeah, clearly not. Don't even think think about doing it. it. (laughs) Literally expelled. Literally can't walk in graduation. It was crazy. So Teresa gets the rose. (laughs) Not surprising because Jackie says that she wins. And then we move over to the group date. We don't see the group date card. So we and we don't know what the little like teaser oh, yeah, is. Good point. But we go straight into the group date and it's a romance novel cover shoot with that photographer who they use for like every photographer 
date. I know. What's that guy? I don't even, I don't even remember what, what his name is, but like that man is on retainer with the Bachelor yeah. franchise. Like, do you think this is his only gig? Like he just knows yes. every few months he's going to be on national television. <laughs> Wait, but his pictures aren't good when they showed like he'd snap it and then they'd show the photo. I'm like, this isn't even like a good quality photo. Maybe that's why they keep him because it's just like he's probably cheap. I feel like I could take a better photo than him like on my iPhone, honestly. Like they're literally yeah. like not even looking at the camera and stuff. And I think it would be fun if they actually took good photos because then they'd have like a little memento of the experience, of the journey. Yeah. So they're doing romance novel covers, Mm -hmm. but they're doing it in groups. What romance novel has like five people on the cover? It's always a couple, two people. Yeah. But I guess they needed to incorporate all 12 women. So a lot of the photos has multiple people with Gary. They're trying on all different outfits. Leslie gets snubbed from the 70s outfit, which that would be the one that Mm. I would have chosen as well. But she worked it. I didn't really get, like, the outfits, though, in relation to, like, a romance cover. (laughs) I feel like they literally were like, okay, so this is what we're doing. It's romance. But they literally just, like, went to Party City and got, like, leftover Halloween costumes and just threw them all in. And they're like, eh wear these but they have nothing to do with like romance novel right and they're not real novels they're fake novels right like is is one romance novel like it takes place in the 70s but also even if it did no one would be wearing like that (laughs) outfit like that's literally like a costume like groovy man hippie like that's what it would say on the little wall on party city groovy man hippie 70s outfit totally Yeah, so I don't really know what these novels are. I I don't think they should actually be published. (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it it was like a fun excuse to get dressed up in fun little outfits. Um, You know, it triggered some emotion out of Nancy, which I do want to talk about because how much money would you be willing to bet on Goss that they knew that this would be a trigger point for Nancy and then created a situation where she ended up in the dress so that she would get upset. Well, I wouldn't bet any money on Goss because Goss is free to play. True. But I would I would I would wager that um it was 100% production orchestrating that. I don't think Yeah. Like we they have to know ahead of time, which actually made me really nervous because I'm like, okay, they know Nancy's easily triggered by like stuff involved with her wedding mm-hmm. or her husband and they use that to their advantage and I really hope that they don't do the same thing with Gary in regards to Cinnamon because yes. now we know that Cinnamon triggers Gary and like in the normal show they would take them to a bakery next episode and like really try to like get things going and for some reason I feel like Gary is protected I hope so he he seems like better be I don't know but I felt the exact same way about Gary but then also all the other women I'm like this is treading into territory that's like a little bit mean and manipulative I'm like do not mess with my girls do not mess with Susan so like I don't know, but especially the fact that they then forced Gary to, like, sit down with her and, like, talk to her about it. It just was so giving, like, planned vignettes. Right. I will say, as much as I, like, love Gary, isn't he giving malleable? He's giving, like, so gullible that they'd be like, hey, Gary, Nancy was, like, really off, wasn't she? Maybe go ask her what was (laughs) happening. And then he's like, Nancy, you were off today. What's going on? And then it, like, triggers this whole thing. So I just get worried for this man. I'm like, he's too gullible. I think he's naturally gullible, though. I don't think he's, like you're saying, malleable, like Clayton. almost in a, right, obviously, in a negative way. I think he's just naturally naive. Yes, but that can be taken to like a negative 
advantage. And that's what I'm just right. worried about. Because he does seem really mm-hmm. naive and really pure. Well, we can keep a, a small, healthy level of worry mm-hmm. as we continue this season. But I feel in my gut that they are dumb, but they're not dumb. And I think they know they have to protect Gary to a certain extent. Also on the group date, like he sits down with Leslie, who is in my top four. I think for sure she's mm. top four. She's this princess ex, and she's right. so hot, and he seems to really like her. Um, she reveals that she has two hearing aids, mm-hmm. just like him, and he whispers a sweet nothing in her ear. Producers then ask her what he said, and she, like, won't tell. Aww. But, like... Why, since when do we not get to know what is said? First of all, there was no, like, audio. Well, that's He's wearing a mic. Like, They're since both when do the mics, mics not work? No. Something suspicious here. Huh. Why wouldn't, do you think maybe it, like, maybe he was like, you're gonna win. And they're, like, not gonna air that. I'm sure he just said, like, you're really beautiful or I really like you. Something, like, really sweet and innocent. But But then why wouldn't they show that? We didn't even hear like, like right, we heard like they nothing. They cut the whole. They cut the whole line right there. Right. I don't know. For why her to then that. say, "Oh, I'm going to keep that one to myself." I think mm-hmm. it's really just to keep the audience in suspense. But I know better. Mm-hmm. There was. It, there's no suspense here. So true. Gary is all in, or at least somewhat in, on <laughs> Leslie. Yes. We get back to the mansion, and it's Gary's birthday. Woo! It's I like love everyone's freaking birthday on the show. I know, and the balloons that say "Stay Golden." I know, so cute. I loved when Chris Jenner sat down with him and talked about how she can cook, and it's like Chris Jenner <laughs> is so Chris Jenner. Wait, she said she <laughs> woke up at seven a.m. to make meatballs. I know. I, I need this woman in my life. Do my hair and make me meatballs. And she said she made the whole house chicken piccata, and I'm like, <laughs> I love chicken piccata, <laughs> Susan. Also, side note: I can't wait till like we can have these women on our podcast. You know? Oh, my God. Do you think that'll be, like, we could do that? Like, why not? Why wouldn't we? Okay. So Susan, manifesting that, Susan, once you're out of contract, girl, like, we need to talk to you. I just think that could be so fun. We will chat over a nice plate of chicken piccata. Yes, please. I eat it, like, once a week. Oh, and that, do you? Yeah, I do really love chicken piccata. Like, I make it at Wait, home you- sometimes, too. <laughs> I actually don't know what it is. It's very easy. It's, like, chicken... With, like, a buttery, lemony, garlicky sauce, and, like, that's it. And you put, like, capers on it. It's very quick, but it's good. With, like, some little pasta, a little broccoli. Are you confident that you can make it as well as Susan, though? No, I'm not confident that I can. Like, I think I make it, like, fine and good, but I just think Susan really takes cooking to another level, clearly. Right. And like, I'm you're just not, not getting up yet. at 7 a.m. You're not getting up at 7 a.m. No. To, get, to prep your chicken. No, 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 no. So it's Gary's birthday, but despite it, the day being all about him, he takes the time to give Ellen a gift. Ellen, who I said in episode one, is a front runner. I think, I think so you too. said your, your money's on Teresa. My money's on Ellen. For the grand shebang? The whole cannoli, if you will? Yes. The whole cannoli, chicken piccata, it's going to Ellen. Whoa. A three-course meal. I mean, why is he giving her not just a framed photo, like a blown up? That was like yeah. an eight by ten. No, I know. It was a very nice gesture. What intern went to CVS and like <laughs> got the photo enlarged? Because you can't just get that. You can't just print that out. Right, like from your home computer? No. You, you have to go out. Side note, I like printed a photo at CVS like two months ago. And I got the photo, and I guess it didn't, like, register in the computer that I got the photo. And I swear to God, CVS leaves me a voicemail, like, every single day telling me I still have a photo, even though I already got it. Wow. I know. 
That's rough out it's there. crazy. <laughs> Guys, the world is crazy. I don't know what's know. going on. Things are out of control. One of the um, things that they had asked on Goss when I was playing is who will get the next one-on-one date? And I'm curious Ooh. what you think. Because I don't know. I would guess Leslie. Mm, I because I think agree. he like really likes her. And she got time, but not like a ton of time. I feel like if Ellen gets it, it's going to be too obvious now. He He's made it so clear he likes Ellen. I initially thought maybe Faith because she got the first impression rose and like I do think he also really likes her but we saw in the promo that she's starting to get like worked up and stressed about thinking like she's behind so that kind of leads me to think like she's not getting it. Tale is all this time that the first impression rose recipient feels that way Mm -hmm. because they can't like give you a first impression rose and then shower you with all this other attention. Yeah. So I get it, Faith. I feel you. I am raising an eyebrow at the trailer, though. I actually rewound it because when Gary is sitting talking to someone who they show as Faith mm-hmm. and they say, like, I'm leaving. And he, yeah. I don't know. He says, like, I can't believe. Yeah. I don't, he says something. He's not happy. Gary is outside and the scene of Faith looks like she could be inside. So mm-hmm. I don't think <laughs> it just like looked like two totally different scenes put together that I don't think it's Faith that's going home. I also don't think he's as into Faith as you do. Oh, I think she got the first impression, Rose, and I think she's not even going to be top four. Oh, see, I, I still have her in my top four. So I guess we'll see on that one. Another thing okay. they had kind of asked on Goss was, um, will we see the infamous run and jump hug this season? And I am very like, I'm skeptical on this because I'm like, can you imagine these women like literally pouncing onto poor Gary? Right. And like, you don't know what type of like joint situation they have going on. What if someone has a bad back? What if someone has bad knees? I think the riskiest thing we do on this show is drive in the dark. I don't think we should do any more. (laughs) No no more risk taking. Yeah. I thought it was very peculiar that literally once again, there's four minutes left in the episode and we're just starting the rose ceremony and look at that. They're able to complete it in four minutes. It really is wild. Guess what? It doesn't have to be 20 fucking minutes every single time. 20. Sometimes it's like three hours. A half hour. <laughs> Sometimes like, and you know how many episodes of the regular show that we get um, a cliffhanger? Yeah. Because they, they can't do the rose ceremony. Now they're proving they could literally do the rose ceremony in three minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling your bluff. Yeah. Were you surprised by any of the people that went home? Yes. So Natasha, Jeannie, and mm-hmm. Peggy went home. And, well, Jeannie, last week I said in my, was in my top four solely because of her hair color. Because I said that in the trailer, there was a lot of women with like that light blonde hair. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I guess Jeannie. I also thought Peggy, I really liked her. And Natasha, he said that she reminded him of his wife. I know. And also when he was saying bye to Natasha, he was literally saying like, I love you. Bye. And she's like, oh, I love you. So I'm just like. So I think he probably connected with her on like. A soul friend level. Like, I feel a connection with you in my soul, but not like a romantic one. Totally. And which is fair. And I understand that. But I thought Natasha would maybe stick around a little bit longer, especially just because she was such like a fun personality. And that's what I'm really enjoying about a lot of these women. But thank God, Kathy, who's like my narrator girl, is staying. I love Kathy. Oh, see, like, actually, when I was looking at the people that were about to go home, I kind of was okay if Kathy went. No! <laughs> I was, like, praying that she would stay, and she did. So I'm I'm content for another week. There's a woman named Joan 
who I saw tonight for the first time, and she looks like she could be on the regular show. She's blonde. She looks like oh, she could be yeah. 30 was, years old. He She's was so talking pretty. to her on the bunk beds, right? Oh, was that her on the bunk bed? I wasn't sure. Yeah, I think so. Exactly. She's looks like she's 30, limber enough to climb up to a top bunk bed. True. So. Also, like, I totally relate to the women that are like, I need to have a bed that's close to the bathroom. I can't have a bed that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, my yeah. knees are bad. I can't climb up. Like, I would be the person that is strategically choosing my bed because if I was on the top bunk and I had to go to the bathroom, I would go to the bathroom 10 times in the middle of the night for the solely because of the mental. Yes, because you're, like, stressed about feeling like you can't That go. you can't go. Yeah. Yes. No, I relate. I relate. I relate. So what did you think about the trailer for the weeks to come? Obviously, we see that someone is going to self-eliminate. They're trying to make it seem like it's faith. I'm not buying it. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I, yeah, I don't know. I am, I agree with you that I'm not buying that it's faith, although I don't know who it will be. I'm excited to see, though, some of this drama start to unfold, like, with the women in the house, people getting jealous, people getting insecure and worried. Because as much as, like, I love them all being girls' girls and, like, braiding each other's hair and Mm -hmm. and singing and drawing rainbows, I'm like, okay, but we need a little bit of action to keep this show afloat. I will say that, too, because on Twitter, like, you guys obviously know, like, I'll make memes Mm -hmm. or funny tweets and stuff, and the consensus of Twitter is just, everyone just says, this is so wholesome, this is so sweet, I'm crying, and I'm like, okay, like, and that's great, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's also no funny thing to poke fun at. Like, it's just kind of like, it's just, it is what it is, it's just nice. Right. So I am desperately ready for... A little bit of drama. I agree. You know, I need a little spice. Because I don't think wholesome can really last for an entire season. Like, we need a little wholesome in the beginning. We get a little drama and spice. Then we can circle back to the wholesome for, like, the finale when mm-hmm. Gary's, like, in love. You know? So your final answer, you're saying Teresa. I'm saying Ellen. Yeah, I'm saying Teresa. Leslie will definitely be in that top four. And I'm rounding out my top four with a... um Wild card? Yes! Yes! <laughs> I was going to say Uno card. <laughs> Close. Yes. A wild card. I really like Sandra. Yes! No, I think he really likes Sandra, too. And I really like her. Like, I mm-hmm. want her to come over and, and cook me dinner along with Susan. Yeah. I just I just feel like Sandra would be a good cook. No, I agree. I think there's, like, a, a little spark between them, but we haven't really seen a lot of her yet. I feel like they might be saving her for later on in the season as, like, a... Ooh, you didn't see that one coming, did ya? Right. Type vibe. Well, I mean, like, Catherine Gudici literally didn't get a one-on-one date till like, mid-season with Sean Lowe, and she was, like, not even one of the top five frontrunners for the whole, like, first half of the yeah. season. And then she was, like, a sucker punch. Like, didn't see this one, mm-hmm. and she wins. So that could be Sandra. So we'll see. But I don't think she'll win. But I think she'll go far. I agree. Well... Yes, yeah, so that is the episode two recap. We will be back next week to recap episode three, but also we released an episode on Wednesday. We talk about everything that happened in the premiere of Bachelor in Paradise. It's a really fun episode. We also talk about some drama between Piper and Brendan, and you guys are like freaking out over it. So if you don't know what's going on with the Piper-Brendan story, definitely go back to Wednesday's episode and check it out. There's also, like, drama between Brayden and Kat and Brooklyn and lots of good stuff. So go head over there. And once again, thank you so much to Goss for sponsoring this episode. And thank you for giving us something to do while watching the show because I need to keep my phone in my hands and do something at all times. And now I can win makeup while I do it. So... No, I know. We need, like, the dual screen experience. It's... 
literally, I feel like our generation, like that's the only way we can watch television is like if I have at least two other things in front of me, but um, check them out guys. You can download Goss at the app store and it's free to play. So why not give it a little shot? Give it a little shot. And yeah, is that it? I think that's it. All right. Goodbye, bitches. Hey guys, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, one that Stephanie and I have even guested on called Love to See It. It's a smart and progressive, snarky, but affectionate dissection of reality dating shows and what they say about all of us. Culture writers Emma Gray and Claire Fallon recap shows like The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and beyond. And also, guys, they break down every episode in obsessive detail. And they unpack all the weird messages pop culture sends to us about love, sex, and dating. Listen to Love to See It wherever you get your podcasts.